Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. You're listening to the Wild 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. Hello, I'm Basil St. Salamander. You might recognize me, even out of character in costume, as the lead star of In Her Majesty's Secret Garden. If you enjoyed In Her Majesty's Secret Garden and wish to watch more programs similar to In Her Majesty's Secret Garden, then you might consider watching In Her Majesty's Secret Garden. And that's the last known recording we have of this Basil St. Salamander. All right, gentlemen, now you tell me, what's wrong with this guy? He lies. He speaks funny. I don't like how he talks that English. Yeah, he don't talk too good, do he? <laughs> uh, he lies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me guess. You want a cup of tea? Cheerio. How about a spot cheerio? Cup of tea, Your Majesty. He lies. Father Christmas. He lies. Happy Christmas, Father Christmas. Oh, yeah. Well, we're definitely gonna win this war. In the words of Alex Rogers. Episode 36. Get ready for the power of progression. Everyone, everyone, I'm right. Everyone, I'm right. I'm right about everything. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Stop. Look at me. I'm right. I've always been right. And if I was ever wrong, I was right about that. Welcome back, my mischievous, mighty, mushy friends. This is Alex Rogers recording and reporting 
from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. Well, here we are, my friends. I hope you all are safe. I hope you're staying healthy. And uh, boy, it's all kinds of feelings this week. I've been having some high times and some low times, but right now I'm feeling a little prickly because I'm just kind of feeling the danger of what's happening right now for our ladies. There is some evil happening right now. Did you know that? I, I, I don't know if you were paying attention. Lord knows I wasn't. I'm, I've been happily keeping my head in the sand. I've been reading my books. I've been watching my noir. I've been seeing some special friends. I've been keeping it creative, cool, and calm as can be. And then you peek up from underground and you see what the masters are up to and all their machinations. And sure enough, evil is alive and well in the good old US of A. And it's bleeding red, white, and blue from me to you and who knows who. Because they're coming, baby. The bounty hunters are coming. There was an old place called America, and everyone wanted to be cowboys again. Get me a gun. Let's go have some fun. We're gonna turn in women to everyone. We're going to bust all the women. Yeah, there is some evil happening right now. You know, I look, you live long enough and you uh and you start to see that just because one place is doing something, it's only the symptom. It ain't the progenitor. So let me really make it specific here. You know how I like to say that this is a timeless place, it's a timeless zone, we just kind of do our own thing, right? You know, we're not really fixated on the uh, exactitude of this, because you might be listening to this, who knows when, you know, two weeks from now, two years from now, two decades, two millenniums? Alex, it's two millennia. One millennium, two millennia. Thank you. Where's my college? Oh, that's right. None are available because it's too expensive. Brought to you by the people who murder your children every day with debt and murder you as well, keeping families in a dissonant place and not actually getting anywhere in the world because we designed it that way. Well, it seems to me that you're sort of a little, um, well, uh, testy today. Well, what happened? All right. Let me, let me gather it all together here. In this current time of the uh, late summer, the Indian summer, if you will, of uh, 2021, Texas has passed a law that makes uh, women's uh, abortion rights uh, nothing. And uh, not only that, we're now letting citizens report on each other. And for a bounty too, because ah, ah, we're 
all cowboys in the West. Yep, everyone gets to do their fucking little bounty hunting game. If I suspect that my neighbor has uh, gotten an abortion, that she might at all have gone to a clinic, or maybe she works at a clinic, hey, for a nice price, I can sell out my neighbor, and I can get a good old pat on the head and a bone for my doggy jowls, because I was a good little boy. I was a good little boy and girl for the big master of the house, wasn't I? Woo, 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 woo. I love being a good little victim for my country and I love selling out my neighbors for a nice little doggy bone that's what's happening my friends that's what's actually going on now it ain't just a Texas thing this is a human evil thing this is a man's problem thing This is very interesting, my friends. A law like this doesn't even try to be cold and clinical. You know how, like, say, um, the war on drugs, you look enough into it, and, and you don't even have to look that deeply into it, but it almost has a slight veneer, a little sort of shine, a, a little gloss over it, uh, the war on drugs, because that word itself can almost be argued as sort of like, a, well, you know, we're just trying to take care of a, a health problem here because, you know, drugs are bad. Blah, blah. But then, of course, you get that it's not a war on drugs. It's a war on race and consciousness. And we know that to be the fact nowadays. But this is just like, oh, no, we hate women. And that's why we're making this law. And you can't argue to me any other way. Why would, and I'm not, this is no original thought here, Many people have been posting excellent memes that uh, voice the spirit of what I'm about to say right here, which is the common idea. What the hell do a bunch of men know about women's bodies, and how fucking dare they put a life-or-death condition upon a woman's body and her choices? And, you know... I'm not at all going to try to be that guy, I'll at least try not to be that guy who starts voicing a bunch of opinions that he has no business giving, namely, what a woman should or should not do with her body. I'll just say, I'll say right now, to me, just me, Alex Rogers, with no political affiliation, just coming from a guy who's using <laughs> his eyes and his uh, and you know his heart and like his brain and a couple other organs, just like using a few two plus two methods. <laughs> Seems to me a no-brainer that um, a grown, functioning adult who is a woman is uh, perfectly allowed to and capable. Uh, to make up her own mind as to what she is or is not going to house within the temple of her body. Seems pretty simple to me. Uh, I don't want anyone telling me where or what I'm supposed to put my penis into, so I don't think uh, women want to be told what and how they're supposed to do with themselves after a penis has been in them. Seems pretty uh, fair to me. So... Here we are. We're, we're, we have waged war on women. This is a real deal. There was a movie that came out uh, in 2007. It's one of my favorite movies. Truly, one of the best sci-fi films. And unfortunately, like all great sci-fi, it's more and more becoming reality and not even sci-fi. It's called Children of Men. 
Now, all of you were asleep at the time when that came out. Look, I, I, okay, all right, all right. Don't get mad at other movies, Alex. Let's put it this way. There was another movie that came out at the same time that's very, very good. I like it a lot. But I'm mad that it absolutely overshadowed the attention that Children of Men could have gotten. And, that, and, and it was uh, Pan's Labyrinth. And I honestly think it's because Hollywood didn't understand that there can be two separate Mexican directors who can make two separate amazing movies. But they just went, uh, too confusing. Just focus on the, the, the little girl with the fairies. <laughs> That's much easier to stomach than the other movie that absolutely nailed it on the hand, uh, head as to what's going to happen when a police state goes out of check and out of control and that every infrastructure crumbles and that there's a world crisis instead of a pandemic in the world of children of men there's a horrible um we don't even know how it happened and i like how it doesn't explain it either but women can no longer conceive now ain't that fucking interesting in this world now you can't even have an abortion or not women just can no longer conceive so this movie is really well done I, I could take the whole episode to talk about it, but there's a lot of other things I wanted to get into, so I'll just give some broad strokes here. The movie does amazing long one-take moments, no cutting with the camera, and it's a lot of it uh, steady cam or handheld, however you we're supposed to phrase it. I'm a little rusty on my film terminology, but this was... This is an experience in which you're really with these characters moving through this kaleidoscopic fuckfest of a world that is 2027. Now, my friends, that's just round the corner. I mean, we're, I'm reporting and recording from 2021. This is six years away. Not even. We're almost at the end of this year. So let's just round it down to about five years, my friends. Five years. Five years that's all we've got five years all right so you know the thing is it's coming and again we got real sci-fi shit happening look okay i don't care what side of the the coin you were politically the trump years was full sci-fi you can't tell me that wasn't sci-fi served up fresh right off the grill on your doorstep in your inbox, on your table, sci-fi, whether you were ready or not. And my issue is people are never ready for when sci-fi leaps out of the page, off the screen, and enters reality. I love sci-fi, but I'm not a fucking idiot. I don't want sci-fi to actually happen in my universe. That shit is so fun because it's contained in the framework of fiction same with horror no one actually wants to deal with a monster or a killer coming after them but in the framework of genre of fiction of storytelling we love this shit well i need you all to fucking pay attention more and i'm sorry i'm going about you all but this is big news, people. The government essentially has now gone, it's illegal, but we're leaving it to you, the people, to be dung da dung da dung da dung armed people with them guns. Yeah, you're 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 now gonna be reporting on each other. And 
I'm no dummy about this either. Come on, it doesn't take much forethought to imagine that someone's going to twist this out of control. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, I saw her leaving the clinic. She must therefore uh, have gotten an abortion. Well, just stay right there. We'll, we'll have an officer there say, no, no, it, it's too late. I'll, I'll take the matter in my own hands. Bam, bam, we killed her. Oh, what happened? Oh, I thought she was pregnant. Uh, well, it turns out she never was pregnant, never even was that. She was simply someone passing through. Oh, well, I, I was just standing my ground, 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 ground. Yeah. The, this is uh, this is sci-fi happening. You know, in in the world of Children of Men, uh, in that movie, it's all it's a it's a horrible police state. Everything is terribly grim. There's a vast unhappiness. People are married to their electronic devices. It's what we're seeing right now. This shit was made in 2007. It's warning you about things to come. I'm I'm just begging you if you're listening to my show and if you want to just at all fucking okay sorry I was I was just about to say if you want to make me happy don't make me happy fuck me fuck what I'm saying it's not about me this is about the bigger picture here pay attention to the sci-fi that has been unleashed into reality Handmaid's Tale that's not that's no longer just a fun escapist show on TV it's no longer it, it by the way it never was and it especially is now not something we can just casually go wouldn't this be crazy if this happened <laughs> I'm so glad I'm safe with my corporate coffee and my microwavable dinner and my cozy little cramped apartment that I spend too much money on because again I'm being fucked every day but I don't know anything as long as I just keep consuming and keep imagining that fiction has remained in fiction, it's not possible that we actually are now in the machinations of evil people who are using fictional narrative work to enslave us in their own game. No, see, that's just too hard. That's too damn hard. So let's just keep ignoring it. So I'm, I'm, I'm begging you, just pay attention. Now I get it. What do we do? What do we do beyond paying attention? We can't. I can't stop this. But I do know this much. I'm not going to get seduced into this fucking thing where, oh, ooh, maybe I could make a buck off of my neighbor. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You are a weak human being in my book. If you're about to, if you're thinking, if you're rubbing your palms together right now, thinking about, oh, I could bust some women over this. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck everything you ever hoped to fucking do. God damn it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of everyone just saying, please keep lying to me. I love being in a horrible land and I love doing the devil's bidding. Just ask me to do the next awful thing. Please, I'm begging you, let me be your tool. Come on, make a stand. Be aware of what's going on here. I got news for you again. It's not even news. There's no news here. This is, this is all just re repetitions of what's happening. Let me get really real here. I'm a man. I am not a stranger to misogyny. Okay? I'm going to keep it very real with y'all. Every day I have some kind of misogynist thought. And luckily I have another part of my brain that usually steps in and goes, Hey man, where, where, where's that coming from? What's going on here? And I know for me that usually when I'm edging towards that kind of vengeful, victim-y, arms-crossed, pouty, incel turf, 
It's because shit ain't working out with the ladies. And why isn't it working out with the ladies? Because shit ain't working out with me. And why isn't shit working out with me? Because I'm not working out with me. And when you ain't working out with yourself, you tend to hate yourself after a while. And then those you meet around you tend to be roped into that madness. And who better to blame? You, Mr. Man, who were told that you would one day own this planet. But now it ain't looking like that. And how come he has that? And how come she has that? And I don't. Well, it's all because some fucking lady decided to birth me onto this planet. So ultimately, I blame the woman who brought me here, and I blame womankind because this is an unfair game in which I don't get to have every toy. Well, I don't know if any of that is completely true. I was actually just kind of seeing how far that little uh, mental uh, diversion philosophy madness babble, whatever that was back there, whether it was relatable or not, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this, my friends, because I really, truly believe that this has nothing to do with some kind of moral law, and it's barely even being uh, disguised as anything moral. They really, truly want to have a field day hunt on women. And I know this because I can feel in myself a crossroads moment as a man where if I wanted to, on a collection of very bad days amalgamated over time, I could easily be in that position where I go, you know what? Yeah, fuck women. They've never been there for me. Yeah, except one of them gave birth to you and if she was even good enough and meant that she fed you and she did her best and she loved you to the best of her ability. Why don't we start with that? And how about the fact that women don't owe you anything as you go off into this world? That's a big thing that every man, unfortunately, including yours truly, got the memo on. And I have to deprogram myself if I hope to be a functioning male adult in a world in which I hope to be happy and other men and other women are happy along with me. I can't be blaming. I can't be mad at an unreasonable thing. And I believe what's going on here, folks, is that this is an unreasonable anger. The men who are in charge of these bad decisions that imprison women and their bodies and their freedoms are coming from a personal pain place. This is a punishing law. Can't you feel it? Come on. Don't don't get all... I think you're speculating, Alex. I think if you really look into it, you look at both sides... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, with all due respect, shut the fuck up. That's not what's happening here. The, this is a clear-cut, vengeful tactic. Why would... Okay, let's put it this way. Why would I do it? If I wanted to really fucking punish women, I'd do this. That's the only reason I would... If I passed a law like this, it wouldn't be because I actually cared about the sanctity of life and I really hoped we'd have this year's crop of babies on time, on schedule, because the human race matters so much. Bullshit. That's not the reason I did this. If I created and vote for and pass this law... 
it's because I got it out for women and I want to punish them. Let's take it a further step. And I've been saying this for years too. And I always get people looking at me like I'm talking about fucking calculus here. It ain't that hard to imagine that decisions like industrialized slavery and punishing women for making a choice that has to do with their personal bodies and livelihood and futures, the only reason you do that is because you are a sadist and you enjoy, 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 enjoy. I'm going to say it one more time, real intimate, so you fucking get it. Enjoy. You people who just passed this law, you enjoy pain. You enjoy others squirming. You're sitting back and you're giggling and rubbing yourself while people fight to make a buck off of each other and murder each other to get your agenda passed. And you can watch women squirm and squander and dwindle while you feel kind of extra about yourself. That's the only reason you're doing it. You cannot fool me. I wasn't born yesterday, and I'm not born tomorrow. I'm fucking here, I'm in the now, and all of you are too. Wake up. They're making fiction happen to us now. That's not cool. That is not cool. Fiction is beautiful, and it must stay in its place. You do not vomit out awful storylines for real-life people to have to live. That is a violation of the code of storytelling goodness between fiction and nonfiction. And I partly don't know what I'm talking about, but I think y'all know what I mean. So I have no ability to stop this. All I can do is bark here, take it a little bit personally as I am right now, because I don't like this. I, in, in fact, you know what? I kind of feel good about the fact that I'm getting this mad about something that, you're right, at the end of the day, doesn't affect my body, but I'm imagining if it did. I'm imagining if I had a uterus. I'm imagining if I, to quote the amazing Inca Rose, if I were a portal to life. Now, you see, that's got to mess a man up who's not secure about himself. See, I think a lot of guys think they need to have their thumb on the pulse of every human experience. And guess what men can't ever have any thumb on the pulse of? I mean, you can have your thumb on the pulse, so to speak, in the uh, uh, conceiving. (laughs) Know what I mean? (laughs) Mr. Rogers, would you please leave the room? That was inappropriate. I, I, I was just doing a play on words. Oh, no. No, but... Guess what? Once the, uh, once the conception happens, once the creation of life is going on inside a woman's body, and once she decides or decides not to go on that very personal voyage that, yeah, maybe you put a bit of ingredient uh, choice into, but she's going to carry the life. And as we all, if we've been paying halfway attention, know, it don't just stop during and right after the pregnancy, that creature is going to live on the mother's body for the next few years as well. This is a long, intimate agreement 
for a woman to make. And now I lost my entire trajectory, but I think you all know what I'm basically getting at here. It's not that far. Oh, oh, what I was saying is I think men lose their fucking shit. If they aren't cool with themselves and and they're okay with the fact that they're a silver medalist when it comes to uh, the creation of life, isn't it good enough that you got a silver medal for, for really earnestly participating? But I got news for you. The gold medal goes to mama. It just does. Okay? And I declare that right now as a man. I am fine with being a silver medalist in the creation of life. The gold goes to the portal, to the woman's body, that from it comes more life. Are you out of your fucking mind? That's incredible. What the fuck? Nature. Mama nature. Amazing. The gold goes to mama. The gold also goes to the woman who does not want to be a mother when the choice is given to her. I declare, and this is no revolutionary thought, I just happen to support this wee little notion, but a woman's body, though potentially a temple in which life can grow, is not expected to be a mother. You do not have to be that if you are a woman. And the ladies know that. I'm mainly talking to some thick-headed dudes when I say that. Well, there's a million other thoughts, and of course, this is going to be an ongoing conversation, because I certainly hope that there's going to be a push against this as all great and terrible things go, there needs to be a counterforce. I want to share something that uh, beautifully, I think, um, is right on time with these times. Now, you all remember my mama. She is quite the mama. I love her to death, and we got to have her on the show. And uh, we had a wonderful conversation. And if you remember, or if you didn't get a chance yet, go back to it. That's episode 20. And she, uh, among many interesting things, she broke down a dream in that episode. And my mom is one to have these amazing, vivid, very telling dreams. I certainly believe so. And she shared with me just today only minutes before I sat down to record a dream that she had last night. And, you know, I got to say it's pretty special um, when you have a parent who shares with you her subconscious. That's pretty fucking cool. Like, I don't think my mom ever, ever shared with me her dreams, you know, even five years ago, even two years ago. But, you know, she gets them, and she certainly has shared them with me, and I think that they're, they're, they're very beautiful, they're very chillingly apt. And, um, you know, my mother, being a woman, being a woman in this world, in this world of which I and you speak, um, she, I'm sure, feels, along with every one of you who is going through the emotions and the experience of what is being done to women in our country right now. 
I think my mom is, you know, like anyone else who is sensitive and paying attention, you know, the, the innermost part of her life has an answer to that. And it came in the form of this dream. And I'm going to read to you right here what she wrote to me. And to me, this is pretty damn cool. And, um, well, let's just take it away. Let your mind open up, and I hope the images play on yours the way it played on mine. And just see if maybe this dream don't have a thing or two to do with uh, the very times uh, we were going into just now. So here's what she wrote. I'm at the bottom of a hill with a church on top and a fancy, maybe royal, wedding is about to take place. Somehow, I know that the groom has bailed at the last moment, and I see the bride and her attendants fleeing down a path. As she runs, the bride is stripping off her veil and tearing off her gown until she is running only in her slip. At the bottom of the hill, a woman preacher in beautiful robes steps up to an outdoor pulpit and sings chants in a glorious voice, Get ready for the power of progression. Now, I'm sure that the lady in the dream sang it much more beautifully than I, but when I talked to my mom today, I asked her if she could remember the melody, and she said it was something like that, kind of this simple sort of, indeed progression in in the actual melody and tone of it but also um what an incredible hymn what an incredible word you know she she even clarified that the priest sort of um looked almost sort of pagan not so uh new world uh religion if you will uh very much like woman in nature kind of priestess and Isn't that interesting how in the dream, the bridegroom, he's bailed already. Like he's, he's already kind of dropped his part in the bargain. And I love how the bride and her attendants are fleeing. They're not sticking around going, well, we have to make this wedding happen somehow, even though the groom is gone. No, 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 no. She's not going to keep up this tradition if the man ain't carrying his weight in a functioning relationship. Uh Uh-uh. She ditches the damn joint, throws off all of her traditional wedding dress, and we could spend a whole nother episode talking about how weddings were really not designed with the interest of the bride in mind. And there she is tearing off what was probably someone else's choice, how women need to wear all of these virginal white excessive clothing. And she's I love how she's tearing that all off. And she leaves this hill to descend and we often think about descent sometimes we say it as like a bad thing then that was their descent into madness no 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 she goes deep into i believe sort of the self and then that goddess threshold guardian figure declares to get ready for the power of progression now, I, it's easy to, uh, you know, love your mom and, and, and say that, you know, she, she's all-seeing and all-powerful. But I, I am going to declare that my mom 
being a uh, a sorceress in her own right, a seer in her own way, has uh, tapped into something that I really hope others of you are dreaming and hearing and seeing in your own way. Because we're not going to just stand here and let that go. And I, and I, I look, I'm not even talking about protests and doing anything political. I, I really don't want to get political ever on this show because that ultimately, my issue about getting political is you end up marrying yourself to just one way and then, and then you're back in the silliness that we're all trying to escape is you don't want to be stuck to one fucking way. You need to be dynamic, baby. So I'm looking at the bigger picture. These aren't political things. This is a, this is a real motion like the waves and this happens a lot. There is often a war on women and it's happening again right now and i hope that we can just turn on the consciousness a little bit because that's something you can do for free and also you can do in the privacy of your home with these covid complicated times so please wake up be very aware of when they're throwing fiction into your life and making you have to live a sci-fi movie they're supposed to be enjoyed, not lived. And I do hope you guys have a great rest of your day and many days to come. We'll see what temperature I'm burning or cooling on next week. But in the mean in between, thank you for your time. Thank you for your rhyme. In the Words of Alex Rogers is a podcast orbiting the mothership of Wild 7 Studios. Music by Inca Rose. Keep your ears open for storyscapes, simpin' after dark, and other audio goodies from Wild 7. And keep your eyes open for its first feature-length film, Debbie and the Devil.